This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Saviana Moya. And I'm Zan Dixon. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Thiwa people. Tonight, we share an interview with Cristal Zamora, events coordinator, and Roberto Reyes, director of arts, both from Warehouse 508, about the upcoming Dia de los Muertos event called Fotos y Recuerdos. Not only is Dia de los Muertos coming up, but Election Day is also coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd. Jay Wilson and Jose Garcia from Ole, New Mexico, will tell us more about the upcoming New Mexico election and share important dates and resources for all New Mexico. Now we bring you La Calaca by Amparo Ochoa, a song that celebrates Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> Nos hace tirar la pata y yo me le escapé una vez, pero por poco y me atrapa. El Día de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead in English, originated several thousand years ago with the Aztec, Toltec, and other Nahuatl people. For these pre-Hispanic cultures, death was a natural phase and life's long continued. The celebration takes place on November 1st and 2nd. However, people who celebrate Dia de los Muertos put up their altars to honor their antepasados weeks before November 1st. Tonight, Riazula Ali Jose speaks with Cristal Zamora, the events coordinator, and Roberto Reyes, director of arts, both from Warehouse 508. They will tell us more about the Fotos y Recuerdos event happening on Saturday, November 6th, and what Dia de los Muertos means to them. This is Rosalali Cosé with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Cristal Zamora, event coordinator for Warehouse 508, and Roberto Reyes, director of arts at Warehouse 508. Welcome to Generation Justice. Please tell us more about yourselves. We'll start with Cristal. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, so I'm Cristal Zamora. I'm the events coordinator here at Warehouse 508 um, and pretty much just helping Warehouse 508 continue to throw amazing events that they've been throwing for years here. No worries. I'm Roberto Reyes, uh, Director of Arts here at uh, Warehouse 508. I've been coming here for 10 years now. I've been working here for 10 years. Uh, I used to come as a youth and now basically running the show along with you know all our other employees, but yeah. We're so glad to have you today. Tell us about Warehouse 508 and the work it does in the community. Uh, yeah, so Warehouse 508 is a youth uh, venue and space where we have classes uh, ranging from uh, the visual to the physical. So we do dance classes to a mural painting, photography, DJ, uh, beat production, screen printing. So all those kind of programs we offer uh, at a really low price, uh, classes to 13 to 20 year olds. Um, so middle school to high school level and college. Um, but we also then throw events as well, where it's a safe space for youth to have events um, somewhere downtown. And um, yeah, basically just pushing out space for youth to have their own space here in downtown Albuquerque. I think it's also awesome to note that we have something called YCC, which is Youth Creative Crew. Um, that focus is mostly on establishing a space where 
youth can come in and create events that are tailored specifically to their wants and needs. So for example, every other Tuesday, we'll have a meeting with the youth and say, hey, what do you want to do next Tuesday? We create an event. And then the following Tuesday, we produce that event with them um, so that there's a space for them to come and, and have a space that creates events tailored to their to their needs. What is the mission of Warehouse 508? Yeah, so our mission is basically, it really depends on the youth that come here, but typically what we're trying to do is uh, teach transferable skills um, for them to learn different skills here in the arts and then provide that hopefully to translate that into actual career choices. Um, but that's not necessarily everyone's kind of mission here. It, all, it just depends on the youth. Uh, we have youth that are here to just, you know, make friends and enjoy classes, but um, the most part is to do transferable skills. Like there's different job opportunities within the arts that are necessarily seen as like, you know, viable, but now with like what's happening with film and, and different kind of mediums here in Albuquerque, uh, we see that as a potential for you to learn that and hopefully become part of that industry or, you know, have jobs, but that's predominantly it. But we also provide a space for you to come in and um, have those space here in the city. And as Roberto said, we we often try and let the youth lead that. So having a mission statement in itself is difficult because it's always going to be changing depending on what this batch of, of youth need. You know, um, we can't tailor what youth from the 90s needed to what youth now need. Um, it's, it's a whole different generation. So um, it's constantly in flux and constantly developing with with our youth, because they're constantly developing. Uh, can you guys share a little bit about the history of Dia de los Muertos? So Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of those who have passed on. Um, traditionally, it is a Mexican celebration that can date back to prehistoric, not prehistoric, to pre-conquest. So pre-encounter before the Spaniards came in. Um, these traditions have been uh, celebrated. So Dia de los Muertos specifically is about creating a space within your family to honor those of your ancestors who have passed on. And instead of having a sad grief, which you can have, right? Um, it's more about celebrating the lives that they lived and celebrating that we're still alive and celebrating that culture has persevered um, post-conquest and and that's really at the heart of Dia de los Muertos. It's really more complex than that. And, and it's a whole culture, right? You can't really explain a culture in a sentence or two. But at the heart of it's that. Roberto? Yeah, and it's um allowing their memory to live with you for that, you know, one to two days. Or, you know, some people expand it for the whole month of October. But um, depending on when you put up your altar. Um, and it's a real space just for you to remember them. And... Uh, you know, in a way, have them be alive with you, you know, keep them alive in your memory. So um, especially with the past year and a half that we have with COVID, I think um, having this kind of space is very really necessary. And our here community in Albuquerque, we, you know, unfortunately lost a lot of uh, predominant figures in our community, especially in the arts and the hip hop community that we're trying to remember. So um, every community has their own, you know, um, even take even their own family as well. Like I know my family has their own traditions, but um all in the remembrance of people that we have lost, so. Which is one last thing before we move on to the next question, which is it's really important to note here 
um, the cultural and the historical context, because a lot of people um, now in the United States have been seeing celebrating Dia de los Muertos under the guise that it's like the Mexican Halloween. It's not. It's its own cultural experience about, about honoring death in this other way. Um, and it's really easy to have it become culturally appropriated. So it's important to state that this, this is an important historical and cultural event as opposed to just some party or some addition to Halloween. It's a really, it's a really important part of a lot of Mexicanos um, year. You mentioned cultural appropriation. What are some practices to avoid cultural appropriation on Dia de los Muertos? I think the idea of intention and intent goes really far um, because people might not have the intention of being harmful, but it still has the impact of being harmful. Um, so understanding that like maybe your intention isn't to be culturally appropriative when you wear the calavera or the, the sugar skull makeup, but if this really isn't your culture and it's not something that you grew up doing to just paint your face for one day in honor, I'm doing quotations, in honor of the event is not honoring the event. It's that it's because you want to be included. So it's different, right? Like somebody who's grown up here and actually really does appreciate the other los muertos and they understand it. And it is a cultural part of their identity. That's different than somebody who just kind of wants to jump on the bandwagon and look cute and, and take the pictures and do the selfies and say, hey, I celebrated the other Los Muertos without actually understanding any of the deep-rooted cultural significance. So, you know, if you want to make an altar for your for your ancestors to honor them, that's a better way to do it than to try and dress up and play the part and, and exploit somebody's culture. In my opinion, we need to kind of sit back and see how people celebrate this culture um and i'll just be there present and um you know be there to listen be there to see how they celebrate their culture and you know don't don't want to take anything for just the aesthetic of it understand that it has deep roots and um everything has a significance so um just be there listening you know willing to maybe if some people are willing you know ask questions but for the most part it's just be understanding and be there as, as a visitor in that space um, and not so much like the center of the attention. Um, so just be really respectful is like walking into a church or walking to, you know, a very sacred space, you know, that other people might find sacred. So be very cognizant of that is not Halloween is not, you know, it's fun. Yeah, of course, you got fun with it, but understand that it is uh, important. And it's um, it's a time to remember people that have lost. And I think some people definitely find that, you know, very close to their heart. So just understand that it's, uh, you know, it's a, uh, Something important to us, and um, just come there to share the space and be uh, be present. You know. Thank you so much for putting some light on that. Tell us about the Dia de los Muertos event that Warehouse Five Hundred Eight is hosting. Yeah, so on November sixth, from three to eight p.m. here at Warehouse Five Hundred Eight in downtown Albuquerque, we're going to be having a Dia de los Muertos event called Fotos y Recuerdos, because part of the Dia de los Muertos is putting up the pictures of your antepasados, of your ancestors, and remembering them. So we have the Fotos and the Recuerdos. Um, we're going to have a band from LA come called Reina Tropical, who's like a really awesome cumbia band. El Gozao, who's a really awesome local cumbia band. Um, DJs, um, a local youth flamenco group. 
foods, vendors, live art. Just again, a celebration of, of what it is to be alive and what it is to honor those who've passed on. Yeah, and as with that too, we'll have a communal um, altar in which uh, community members could come and bring their own photos, copies of their photos of, of family members they've lost, um, that they could dedicate that space for them. Um, so they're willing and welcome to, you know, bring photos of their loved ones to, you know, put their memory up. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a great time, honestly. That's, that sounds so great. Why is this event important for our community to participate and attend? What do you guys hope they get from this event? Um, I see it that it's a very important um, event so that, you know, we come together and um, grieve in different ways and, and also just um, to enjoy life and, you know, the ones we have here with us now. Um, as well as those who have passed. And it's a, yeah, I think just having a bunch of, and we'll have a bunch of different vendors as well. So we'll have artisans, you know, selling their art. And um, I think it's very necessary for our community so that, you know, we can finally come together, hopefully, you know, in a safe way uh, that we haven't been able to in a year and a half. So, but also remembering those that we lost. So I think that's why it's very important. Masks are required at this event. Yes. So if any of you are excited about coming through, <clears throat> community is always at the base of everything we do and we are nothing if we don't keep our community safe so masks are required and also those of you who want to come through and maybe aren't Mexicano I just again want to reiterate the importance of being respectful of cultural boundaries um, so you know painting your face can always seem really fun and exciting um, but just remembering that that could be perceived as cultural appropriation Where can people go to find more information about Photos e Recuerdos, events happening on Saturday, November 6th, and Warehouse 508? So anyone can welcome to go to our website, warehouse508.org. Um, that's where you can purchase the tickets. You can, you know, go there and just look at different information as well as events happening at the warehouse, as well as our programming. Um, and then number one way, too, is uh, on our Instagram, 508 by Um, anyone can go on there and see, you know, different stuff that's going on. It's currently always updated, so that's always up to up to par with what's happening in the warehouse. Roberto and Krista, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I just want to thank you all for letting us come here onto your program. And just a reminder that, you know, without the youth, we're nothing, right? Without the future generations, we have no hope um, for the future. So the more we can invest in our youth, the better we will be as humanity. Um, and if any youth is listening, our doors are always open to help you in any capacity that we can help you in. Well, thank you so much for uh, providing a safe space to youth and also to, for hosting this event to honor our ancestors and to remember this historical events that's been going on, God knows for how many years. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. For Generation Justice, I am Riazalalikozai. Thank you, Cristal and Roberto, for informing the community about the important history of Dia de los Muertos from a standpoint of decolonization and sharing the importance of respecting the sacred day. Thank you for also sharing about this wonderful upcoming event, and as well as to you, Riazula, for conducting such a good interview. Thank you, Cristal and Roberto. I'm so happy you are speaking on how important it is to be respectful and appreciate this special day. Now we bring you La Llorona by Shabella Vargas, selected by our guest Cristal Zamora. No sé qué tienen las flores, Llorona, las flores del Campo Santo. 
que cuando las mueve el viento llorona parece que están llorando que cuando las mueve el viento llorona parece que están llorando ay de mi llorona llorona tú eres mi The New Mexico elections are coming up this Tuesday, November 2nd. Tonight, Jay Wilson and Jose Garcia, members of Willen, New Mexico, will talk about the importance of voting, the upcoming election, and local resources for voting. Ole is a nonprofit grassroots member organization that uses issue-based campaigns and electoral engagement to ensure that working families are playing a critical role in shaping New Mexico's future. Now, GJ member Elijah Cage speaks with Jay Wilson and Jose Garcia. Hello, this is Elijah Cage with Generation Justice, and I am speaking with Jay Willison and Jose Garcia from Olay, New Mexico. Welcome to Generation Justice. Can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us more about yourselves? Hi, my name is Jose Garcia. Um, pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a 17-year-old and a senior at Atrisco Heritage. I identify as an all-out Mexican. <laughs> My parents, my family, I was born and raised in that culture. And I'm involved in this uh, political activism as my mom taught me in the when I was younger, like five, five, six years ago. Uh, big ways I learned from her. Uh, she was part of the starting UNM Dream Team. And that's where my ambition came from. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jay Wilson, and uh, look from Cuba to uh, Cruces. I hope you're all having a very lovely New Mexico afternoon. Uh, I was actually born in Panama, so si necesitas, podemos hacer esto en español. But uh, I'm here living in Socorro, but I do a lot of my work in Albuquerque. Uh, I'm the owner and proprietor of a small business called Catalyst Professional Industries. We work with folks who are coming out of incarceration to uh, give them an opportunity to become gainfully employed. And I'm also the president of a nonprofit called the Albuquerque Blessed Fund. We raise money uh, to fund small grants and small loans for Black-owned businesses and nonprofits here in Albuquerque. Um, but my start with this kind of started off with the mentor who uh, who's, who's now late. But he said, Jay, you know, you got to think of the little things. You got to start small and build up. And, uh, and I took that into how we look at different things happening in our society and how we build power with one another. And uh, I just kind of took it from there. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you all today. It's a pleasure to have both of you with us today. Thank you guys for being here. Um, can you tell us about Ola New Mexico and its mission? Yeah, definitely, Elijah. I'll, I'll go ahead and take that one. Uh, so Ola New Mexico is a grassroots organization, a nonprofit, which was started back in 2009. And its main focus is to engage with um, diverse communities, including people of color, working class families and immigrants, and really allow them to have a space where they could have constructive, productive dialogue about you know, the things that are facing their communities and their families, and really kind of build policy and build people power around those sort of actions. Um, so some of the things that Olay has done in, in previous times is they've worked for like paid sick leave, 
Um, they've worked with helping folks find like rental assistance and, and just a whole host of other things that kind of help unite the community. So, you know, they're, they're really people centered and they're really uh, about people. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Jay, can you talk about Olay's efforts to help our community have the resources and information they need for the upcoming state elections? Okay, yeah, definitely. I'd be glad to, uh, Elijah. Uh, what they've been doing as of late with concern to this uh, campaign, this election season, is that they've been working really hard with just letting folks know about what's happening as far as just uh, the political uh, layouts and folks who are running. And, uh, and one thing that's really you know important with these sort of things is getting folks informed properly. So as part of several of their campaigns, which they've been working on, they've been having a texting campaign, just letting folks know, hey, how can you engage and how can you make a plan? And these are the set dates when you could vote. Also letting folks know when are re early registration dates, early voting dates, and letting folks know that you could register um, at the polls. They've also been working on a social media campaign just you know, to also engage with different folks on a different platform in different ways. And just again, letting them know that they're all about supporting folks and getting them out to vote. And, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, what it really comes down to, Elijah, is just, you know, minimizing and, you know, completely getting rid of those barriers, which keeps people from voting and just really empowering communities and empowering voices that oftentimes don't get hurt. That was a beautiful response. Um, I like how you said breaking down barriers and, you know, empowering people. I think that's important and that's things that people need to hear. Um, so thank you, Jay. Jose, would you like to add on to that? They have also brought many opportunities to maybe immigrants and minorities uh, where right now, because of one of the OLA members, Miles, I've been more engaged. They are bringing programs. They are bringing out youth, pushing youth as well <laughs> to engage in the activism that, that is occurring right now, importantly, during the election times. And they're also outreaching to youth uh, and giving them opportunities with other organizations as well. As Miles told me, um, with Dreams in Action, with, uh, with New Mexico Dia, yeah. Thank you for that response, Osa. I think it's an amazing thing that you guys are involving youth with things that will later on become part of their lifestyles. You feel, I feel like it's important that they're prepared for what's coming. Um, so thank both of you guys. Um, Jose, would you please share uh, important election dates for our community to keep in mind? Yeah, one of them right now, a very important one, is uh, November 2nd. It's the mayor election and the councilman elections as well for each district. And so it's it's very important as, you know, each one has their own policies that might fit each person each person's idea. And so if you want to see a change in our community, the way you want to see a change, go out and vote. Early vote, vote until election day, but just be engaged. Well, thank you, Jose, for sharing that important election date. Um, as a youth who cannot vote, why should we pay attention to these elections and who gets elected? Um, and that's, that's a really good uh, question, Elijah. And this is Jay speaking again. That actually hits really close to home for me. Um, and I'll, I'll show my age a little bit, but uh, I graduated back in 2018 uh, from, from college. And so 
it was really interesting because I, I was going through a lot of difficulties back in school and I was thinking about maybe staying for like another semester. I really wasn't sure if I was going to graduate on time, but I actually did it. And, um, you know, unfortunately, what had happened was I wanted to bring my grandparents, my, my abuelo and my abuela, and, you know, some of my tias, my aunties to, to see my graduation. But because of like some of the things uh, that were erected to, you know, um, keep certain folks from coming in, uh, I wasn't allowed to have them, you know, come in. And so, you know, that's a moment that really stuck with me because that's something that I won't really be able to have. I won't be able to recreate that. And unfortunately, my grandfather, he passed through the COVID. So, you know, that's like a moment that really kind of hits me. And what I kind of think about is like, you know, if we had really invested in the youth, if we had given people um, like the folks who are listening today and, and the folks who, you know, have similar situations, right, um, the opportunity to, to play a role in what that looks like, you know, I, I think that situations like that wouldn't have to happen and that we could live, you know, um, more, more better, more enriching lives for everybody. And so, you know, um, when, when I was in school, I didn't really think about, you know, the power of voting or nothing like that, but, but I felt it, I felt it. And there's many people who, you know, they have similar circumstances and, and the solution, you know, one of the, the solutions that we can do today is, is to be at the ballot box and say that we don't want that to happen again, that we don't want to experience that. And, um, and that's the power of, of young voting. That's the power of, of youth being engaged. I just want to start off by saying I'm sorry for your loss, Jay. Um, you know, the year of the pandemic was a hard year. I just want to share my condolences. Thank you for your response. Um, for people who can vote, why is it important to participate in state elections and elections in general? Well, so speaking, as one of the eligible people to be able to vote, and uh, soon, soon I'll be able to vote. Um, but it's important because they have they are making decisions that maybe we want. They are affecting our lives as well, and they need to choose candidates. They need to choose people that empower us, that empower that the youth, minorities, that can create a sense of value for the for the community that that is pushed away. Uh, many many people take it for granted. Uh, anyone over eighteen maybe takes it for granted, and they need to know that if they vote or not, the choice they make will affect us either way, will affect anyone who can't vote. Be informed about your decision and know that you will affect us. Thank you, Jose, for your response. Uh, for first-time voters, what are some pro tips you can offer when looking at an election ballot? One pro tip I would have is don't vote on an empty stomach. <laughs> So, so make sure that you eat before you go vote. <laughs> no, but, um, but one thing that I would say is like, definitely, definitely try to go make it, make it a group thing, make it a group activity, vote your values, vote what you believe in. If you don't know about like who's on the ballot, don't, don't be scared to ask. So, you know, just, just that's part of the process of part of being engaged. Thank you for that response, Jay. Where can people find more information about Ola New Mexico in the upcoming elections? Close speaking, people can find more information on Ola 
in their social media, Instagram, Facebook, and mostly their website. Search up Ole New Mexico. It'll be the first one to pop up. Uh, click on it. It'll show information, resources, uh, staff campaigns, which is one of the most important. You can contact them. Uh, there will be information on them. And you'll be able to get engaged. And so this is this is Jay speaking. Uh, what I'll also quickly add is there's definitely a good resource as well, uh, NewMexicoVote.org. It's really great. It'll give you a little bit more in-depth about who's running, what to expect, and uh, and yeah. Thank you both for sharing with us where we can find more information about Ola New Mexico and upcoming events. They can support that the community and people that are listening in uh, know what elections are coming up. Uh, Cause as you said, it is very important for them to know. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add, Jay or Jose, both of you? Jose speaking, part of the, me being engaged uh, right now with New Mexico Dia and the activism, I start to notice the importance on going out and advocating for really just voting. Because a lot of people, I've gone knocking door to door and they say, oh, voting for voting is not a thing for me. And so I, I really don't want to hassle them or anything. But in my mind, I keep thinking, Without, without voting, you're going to be affecting the lives of 2 million people. And so it's important to be informed. And to all the youth out there, uh, even if you can't vote, just like me, get engaged in anything you can. Anything you can possibly do, tell your friends. You don't have to be in a program or in organizations to, to really do something. Just by with your voice, with speaking to your friends, you can make a great impact in the community. Talking to your friends, family. It's important to see for you to engage, for you to push them to get engaged in some way. Thank you. Jay. Is there anything else you would like to add? Okay. <laughs> well, um, well, I'll say this. That 25 doesn't really qualify to use young. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, what I'll say is this. We're, we're, all, we're all living in this, this really big time, right? And there's a lot of big things facing us. Um, but what I really want to say is this. When you're voting you're sharing your story and you're sharing who you are. You're sharing your lived experiences and you're sharing, you know, the lived experiences of your families and of your friends. And when you're voting, you're putting that want, you're putting that, that vision into reality. And so, you know, I, I, I make the joke that I'm, I'm, I'm a little older than what I used to be because, you know, the, folks who, who really need to be at the forefront, the folks who really need to be shining the path, fighting the fight, the good fight, it's the youth. It's the people who are listening in today. And, you know, when we think about the great successes and the great movements that happened, it didn't happen because of just that one person, but it happened because of the collective strength of everybody. And everybody saying that, I want to share my story. I want to share my vision. And so, you know, when we talk about breaking the barriers, I want you to think of voting like this. You know, I want you to think of it as a flood. 
but we can't have that flood. We can't have that power unless everybody trickles something in. So, you know, to the listeners today, to the folks who say that voting doesn't matter, I want you to trickle your story. I want you to trickle your vision. I want you to trickle your power. And I want you to go to the ballot and I want you to stand up for what you believe in. Um, Because the place that I call home, Houston, Texas, things are different. And, you know, I don't want that to happen in New Mexico. And it's, it's, it's the people who are listening in today. It's the youth who are fighting for criminal justice reform. It's the youth who are fighting for the environment. It's the youth who are fighting for immigrants who are going to give us that success. That was, that was very powerful. Thank you, Jay. That was, you know, as a youth, you don't really hear a lot about that. You know, I've honestly never really talked a lot about the election and how important it was, or at least knowing what it's about, you know, and I feel like what you just told me really hit me somewhere that I've never been hit before um, on the election, you know, it gave me a different perspective on what I need to do and how I need to do it. As a young Black man, I feel like that's one of the most important things you can do as you grow up into an adult or a young adult, you know, because not everybody will share this information that you just gave with us. And to you, Jose, as a youth, um, youth to youth, (laughs) you know, um, I can tell you'll be something important just because of what you're doing now, being interviewed, giving information about the election. So thank you guys. And for Generation Justice, I'm Elijah Cage. Good night. Thank you very much, Elijah. Thank you so much, Jay and Jose, for informing us on how important voting is and telling us about your organization. I really appreciate you sharing this knowledge about how voting affects all of us and the importance of being engaged. Also, thank you, Elijah, for conducting this interview. Thank you, Jay and Jose, for coming out to GJ to share about the importance of voting and for informing us about Olay and all the amazing work you all do. Our guest, Jay Wilson, chose the song Judo Flip by Ashura. Following that, you will hear American Fame by Tim Halpern, selected by our other guest, Jose Garcia. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. The spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your left from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in your gun, the inner glow to let you know to call your brother's son. The story that just begun, promise of what's to come. And I'ma remain a soldier till the war is won. The street to see you draw, sing up behind the pain. Wanna call out your flaws, the thing you don't this is a life that I wanted to live So many things that I wanted to give And I'd give them all back for you This is the sound of my dreams coming true We hope you've enjoyed this hour of community action. We'd like to thank our guests, 
Cristal Zamora and Roberto Reyes from Warehouse 508 and Jay Wilson and Jose Garcia from Olen, New Mexico. Tonight's program was produced by Roberto Royale with production assistance from Barbara Ramirez, additional support from Rachel Riley, and thank you to our interviewers, Eliasula Alicose and Elijah Cage, and our social media team, Madumita, Santana, and Kyle Gonzalez. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Andy E. Casey Foundation. And of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last song of the night is Cumbia Calavera by Calaveras de Azucar. I am Saviana Moya. And I'm Zan Dixon. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Happy Halloween and Feliz Dia de los Muertos.